Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. This is week three of the NFL. College football has another full slate as well. My name is Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at the Bavada Sportsbook, the great Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, I know we said week one was good. Week two was better than week one, right? Week two was somehow better than week one. Uh, some really bizarre comebacks, some really entertaining comebacks, some uh, incredible performances by a lot of different teams out there, including uh, more than a few surprises at 2-0. and It's uh, The NFL has absolutely rocked to start the season, Seth. It really is uh, off to a great start, and uh, we're not just saying that. The, the, the games have been riveting. The, uh, the early window of the Sunday games, uh, when you had the Miami Dolphins the New York Jets coming from behind, but d- double-digit deficits coming from behind. The Jets game, they scored both their touchdowns after the two-minute warning. What a crazy, crazy game. I was trying to look at the NFL stats and info for a team down 13 inside of two minutes coming back to win the game, and it, it's few and far between. Uh, that, and it was certainly reflected in our live betting odds. In that scenario, Seth, uh, you were able to get, uh, I think, the Jets at 25 to 1 inside two minutes to win that game. And uh, there weren't too many takers, but uh, when you have odds that high, you'll always find at least a few backers that'll throw a couple uh, bucks at it. And uh, yeah, they probably fantastic comeback. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They were definitely singing the J E T S Jets song over and over in their house that evening. (laughs) That's right. J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, That was great. And uh, Joe Flacco was so excited. He feels so vindicated because he had he was winless as a starter for the Jets. So, look, I know he's a former Super Bowl MVP and he had a great run with Baltimore, but he has been absolute dog poop uh, since he came to the Jets until that moment. And that moment was something else. Yeah, poor Cleveland, right? I mean, it just uh... It's a franchise that can't get out of its own way, whether it's history with QBs, including their current suspended one, or blowing a game like that against a hapless team like the Jets. Uh, it just seems like another season where uh, Browns fans might want to be looking ahead to the next one. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, the, the guy I had on my Sports with Friends podcast, Chris Rose, he, uh, you know, he's a national broadcaster, but he lives in Ohio. He's a Cleveland fan. And you have to hear his answer about how he felt about the Browns trading for Deshaun Watson. It's literally the best of times and the worst of times. He's a despicable human. And yet he's the only chance the Browns have of going to the next level. And if they keep Baker Mayfield, they're just average. They're above average. They make the playoffs once in a while, but they don't go to the Super Bowl. And Deshaun Watson can take them to the Super Bowl. And that's a crazy statement because you don't want to root for Deshaun Watson. And Chris Rose was saying he has two teenage, you know, high school aged uh, kids, two sons. And he asked them, would, if I offered you to buy you a Deshaun Watson jersey, would you want it? And they both were like, heck no. What a weird feeling. What, what a weird feeling to go in. Think about, you know, the, the, the Buffalo Bills. Let's just use the Buffalo Bills. They love Josh Allen, the Kansas City Chiefs. They love Patrick Mahomes, even the Arizona Cardinals. They love Kyler Murray. The Cleveland Browns can't stand their quarterback, and he's their best shot. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, perhaps the good news for Browns fans or Deshaun Watson himself is that's a pretty long contract. So uh, it's not going to be this year because not going to be making the playoffs by the time he comes back uh, 
from his suspension. But if you look ahead to the years to come, uh, it's not just the NFL. Other leagues have shown that uh, success uh, breeds a lot of forgiveness. Um, so uh, it remains to be seen what exactly Deshaun Watson's tenure in Cleveland is going to look like, but certainly not off to the greatest of starts. Uh, interesting note that you made there, Seth, or might have been Chris Rose, but this idea that if you had Baker May Mayfield under QB, and I was thinking about this looking at the Minnesota Vikings game uh, last night and Kirk Cousins, and what Baker Mayfield gives you is kind of similar to what Kirk Cousins gives you, which is something you never want in the NFL, is a guy that's going to put you middle of the pack. You are not going to be a Super Bowl contender with Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield as your QB, but yeah, you'll probably win seven, eight games each year, which does nothing for you. It means that you're not going to sell out. It means that you're not going to be able to rebuild in the draft. It means you're just going to be middling and you're going to end up tying up money to a guy who is otherwise a replacement level QB. So with that in mind, you kind of understand why the Cleveland Browns organization did what they did and took that massive risk. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll deal with a year, maybe a year plus of bad PR attached to Deshaun Watson. But if he is able to be dynamic and lead them to some level of success uh, over the, the remainder of his contract, uh, I think what we'll see and what we often see in sports is that we've got a pretty short memory for these kind of things, especially when guys are talented. Well, all you have to say is, did you see the send off? And Chris Rose made this point too. Uh, you know, we might as well just play the whole podcast here. I'm telling the whole story. Um, Chris We're going to have Chris said, Rose on next week. Yeah. Chris Rose literally said, look at the send off that Ben Roethlisberger got. Mm -hmm. Guy was accused of worse than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no. it, it, the, the, the arguments there, people completely forget. And that's what sports does. But that's the argument. And I don't want to get all philosophical. That's why once the World Cup starts in Qatar, nobody's going to say, oh, yeah. oh, I can't watch this World Cup because it's in Qatar. That's why people are not didn't say, you know, boo on the Olympics because it was in uh, China. And, you know, on top of that, you have live golf and, you know, you can say all you want. But if live golf gets great, it's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's very easy for us to and, and work all correct to be upset about these things in the moment when we hear them but I, I think we just get exhausted by our outrage or there's too many things to be frustrated by or at the end of the day we maybe or maybe we're all just hypocrites and we all really like really good sports and really good sports stories more than we like the negatives uh well you have to be able uh, to separate and that's really really hard and and you know i i back in the day i used to have uh, uh <laughs> two lists and I used to put guys on it. I had the official Seth Everett no interview list. And I had the uh, Seth Everett no shake hands list. Mm -hmm. And the no interview list was I had heard something so reprehensible about you. I'm not begrudging you the opportunity to be in the sport, but I'll never participate in a broadcast that you're a part of. And I named it after Manny Ramirez. When Manny Ramirez Ooh. pushed the traveling secretary into the ground, and mm. you know, rather than get suspended, got traded to from Boston to Los Angeles. I said, I that guy that, that's reprehensible. I'll never root for him. Now, I can be objective and say the guy sneezed RBIs. He was one of the greatest right handed hitters I ever saw in my career. But he's a reprehensible human being. I would never shake his hand. And the, uh, any standouts from the no handshake list or we're keeping that uh, close to the chest. The no shake hands list is a completely different list. That means you can be a fine, upstanding individual. It just means I have heard something so gross about you 
that I cannot have my skin touch your skin. Ah, okay. Uh, n- named in honor of uh, Jay Buner. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a baseball player, Adam Pyatt. Okay. There were guys that we heard such gross things about, and it was they, they were wonderful people, interviewed them all the time, just could not shake Jay Buner's hand. Okay, so it's good that we have people properly segmented and morally and then physically reprehensible. Right. Reprehensible in two totally different ways. All right, shall we look for the encore? You think week three can be just as good? Absolutely not, but we're going to try anyways. <laughs> Let's start it off with the Steelers and the Browns. This is the uh, Thursday night uh, Amazon game. I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed. It was so funny. Uh, I went to a sports bar, and I never go to a sports bar, but a buddy of mine was in town. He was on a 24-hour layover, and I live near an airport. So he was in. He was 10 minutes from me. So we got dinner at a, at a sports bar on the last Thursday night. That was when the Chiefs played the Chargers, and they didn't have Amazon Prime. Oh, man. I couldn't so, uh, believe it. So, so did you get did you get into the baseball that night, Seth? Well, so 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 what I found out, we we walked in and I saw football, and it was a NFL Network replayed the Monday night game from the previous week. Oh, so that's I didn't good. I didn't I didn't notice it right away, and then I saw those Seahawks, you know, lime lime green uniforms, and I went, wait a minute, this isn't the right game. And you know, there's this thing, Directv for business. And if you have DirecTV, if you change your account to DirecTV for business, there is a channel number that airs the Amazon Prime coverage. And it's for sports bars who can't get the Internet connectivity. That's a that's a true thing. That's a that's a real issue. And what they're going to have to do is create that for the NFL Sunday ticket, which is for sale uh, at the end of this season. DirecTV is in its last year of its exclusivity window. And I'm telling you. It's an infrastructure thing. There are places around North America that simply don't have the bandwidth to have a football game streamed on 16 different televisions in a sports bar. Can't do it. No, that's brutal. And that, uh, that kills, uh, you know, the attractiveness. Uh, like you were saying, you're, you're not somebody who even really goes out to a sports bar. And, no. you know, you probably won't uh, go out again on a Thursday no, night anytime Thursday, soon. So I that's... will not be at a sports bar watching this. But I, I just, I couldn't get over the fact that I had heard this for six months. I had heard, what are sports bars going to do? What are sports bars going to do? And you would not believe, I walked into the sports bar and I asked the the host, you know, the Mater D right right there at, at the at the sports bar, and I, and I don't want to throw them under the bus because the, 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 so many sports bars had the same issue. But I couldn't get over the fact that they said, oh, we don't have Amazon Prime. Ugh. Was- you know, uh, we, we are still uh, several years later running into this issue with uh, Premier League Soccer in Canada because uh, DAZN, DAZN, uh, yeah, they have the... They used to have both the Premier League and Champions League rights. Now they just have the Champions League, right? And this other thing called Fubo or Kubo has Fubo. Uh, yeah, the Premier Fubo. League. Yep. So we have two different streaming services that no bar in the city has either of them. So, I mean, the good news is Liverpool's pretty shit this year. So I don't feel like I'm missing too, too much of the camaraderie of going out with friends to uh, see them play. 
but it, it has been a mess in recent years. It's yeah, you, you stay home and watch the games because none of the sports bars in the city are properly equipped well, to show and them. That's play. why that's why Amazon making the deal with Directv to make it available. All you have to do is a you know change your account to uh, mm. Directv for business, and you can get access to that game. I think it was like channel 9526 or it was some random thing, but it was open on the internet. It was all over Twitter. <laughs> the funniest was once they found out that they had it, you know, they had direct TV and the sports bar had it. So one of the people, you know, from behind the bar is fixing the remote to try to find what number it is. And in the process goes to all the adult films so there's on the screen there were all these adult titles and i took a picture of that and i tweeted who needs football let's just all watch this well yeah i was just gonna say now the sports bar is starting to get interesting you know forget about naming and shaming let's (laughs) let's give them a well-earned plug seth everett i'm just gonna start googling all the different sports bars near the airport in uh, new jersey and uh that's right that's our (laughs) We'll that's solve right. this. New York Airport. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly right. Uh, so eventually we saw the game, and it was a great game, and I thought it was a great broadcast. Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, they did a great job, and uh, away we go uh, for and, Amazon Prime. Uh, it's pretty. And wild. how how good how good was Herbert uh, in that comeback? Uh, um, oh, first of all, it looked like he was dead on one play. He literally just gave up on what could have been a yeah. run for the first down. I thought, all right, that's it. Get him out of here. It's a long season. The kid's great. Hangs in there, fourth and one goes yeah. massive deep, then the fourth and goal. And for people listening, that was a massive backdoor cover for betters in that game. Um, I think it line closed uh, Chiefs four and a half. Um, so the fact that they were able to cut that to only a 24-21 win, uh, that was a lot of money changing hands late. Uh, Chargers couldn't quite get it done, but what an impressive performance. You know, Probably the, the, one of the best one-on-one teams in the league right now. Uh, it was awesome. Really great broadcast, really great game. So last week, a great Amazon Prime debut. Now, week two, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns smarting after that loss to the New York Jets. They are a five-point favorite at home. Super interesting game uh, to start the week off. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh uh, couldn't quite get it done against the Patriots last week. Uh, Cleveland, uh, we talked about, uh, lost in really, uh, let's, let's just be honest, embarrassing fashion. So uh, really a, a make or break uh, game for both teams in the AFC North, which uh, is looking pretty wide open, all things considered. You know, Baltimore had a, a tough loss. Cincinnati is winless in that division so far. So the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky, uh, they, can, they can lay claim to this division a little bit on Thursday night. So looking at the odds themselves, Seth, uh, the Browns come into this one as a five-point favorite, and uh, the over-under is sitting at 38, one of the lower ones of the week. And uh, so far, we're seeing about 65% of all bets on the Steelers at Bovada. A little bit more love for Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers. Browns uh, still looking for a little bit of love from, well, just about anybody. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. What an interesting franchise and the interesting season they will have. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are quietly 2-0. Aaron Rodgers is 1-1. Uh, and the Green Bay Packers are one and one, I should say. Uh, it's Rodgers against Brady in the battle of the two Hall of Famers. Yeah, super interesting game. Um, I was really surprised uh, looking at the over-under for this one, Seth, as it's sitting only at 41. And you think about, you know, Tom Brady-led offense, uh, Aaron Rodgers-led offense. How is this one of the lower over-unders of the week? And 
you know, right out of the gate, we've seen a Packers team that has had success running the ball a little bit more than passing, although Rodgers has been no slouch to start the year. And uh, a Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Bucks offense, which has settled for a lot of field goals this year. And uh, they'll be missing Mike Evans. Uh, Julio Jones' status, I think, is a little uncertain still. So uh, a lot remains to be seen between now and Sunday kickoff. But as it currently stands, the Tampa Bay Bucks are two-point home favorites. Uh, money split about 50-50. Like I said, the over-under is 41 and the under is actually surprisingly popular in this one with about 85% of all bets on the under at Bavada. The Arizona Cardinals were another team that had a massive comeback in overtime to beat the Raiders. They have a home game at State Farm Stadium against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams in a key NFC West division battle at this stage of the season. This is massive. Yeah, th- this could have been a game that we that might have been an also ran, um, depending on how that Cardinals uh, Raiders game uh, turned out last week. How it looked like it was uh, going to turn out. I mean, gosh, it took two touchdowns, two two point conversions, and uh, a fifty five yarder a fumble return for a TD in overtime to ultimately put the Cardinals past the Raiders. And you know th- that was a massive win, not just because of everything I just said. But for a coach like uh, Cliff Klingsbury, who is on the hot seat coming into the season and was very, very much staring at an 0-2 start, um, this Cardinals team could have been going in a completely different direction. Um, looking at the Rams, they uh, you know regained a little bit of their form against the Falcons after their week one loss to the Bills. They are looking like a team that will be competing late into the season. Uh, looking at the odds of this one, Seth, the Rams are currently four-point road favorites. Over-under is sitting at 50.5, which is, quick scroll, it is the highest of the week so far. And, um, yeah, I I think we're going to continue to see a lot of points be scored. I think we're going to see Kyler Murray do a lot of cool stuff, uh, a lot of it more improvised than scripted, as that's kind of his MO. Uh, We're seeing a little bit more money on the Cardinals at plus four right now at Bavada, and the money is pretty split on the over-under again at 50.5. Another game to keep an eye on the Buffalo Bills uh, off to a great start 2 and0 against the Miami Dolphins. Now the Dolphins came from behind Tua Tungavailoa was an absolute superstore. They were losing in the at the end of the first half by double digits and they came from behind to win. Uh, impressive for the Dolphins. now they host Buffalo. The witching hour last Sunday really was something, Seth, and the Dolphins certainly played their part in it. Uh, You know, you and I were talking and red red zone was the place to be on Sunday. It's uh, it's becoming far too difficult to try and digest these games one at a time in prime time, unless they're absolute bangers because the red zone just continues to hit. Uh, Looking at uh, Bill's Dolphins, I Fantastic matchup. Uh, you know, weren't really too sure what the Dolphins were going to be like this year. Was Tua going to take a step forward? How impactful was Tyreek Hill going to be to a team like Miami? And uh, yeah, it, it, what an incredible comeback against the Ravens and gives this game definitely a little bit more pomp than it might have had otherwise. Uh, the Bills are currently five and a half point road favorites at Bavada. They are taking about 65% of all bets so far. Uh, definitely one of the better 1 p.m. games this weekend. Yeah, there's some, some great intriguing matchups. You never know who's going to be in. And yeah, this is, for me at least, it's year two of doing this podcast and also watching this red zone. I don't have to cover a team. You know, the year before, the 2020 season with the no fans, that season I had to cover the New York Jets and it was boring. And I don't know what it is about last season and this season, 
but having access as a cord cutter to the red zone has been absolutely amazing. Um, you just keep watching, keep watching, and you're glued. And then in the late window, they had you had that Cardinals comeback, which was great. You had Denver's win. It, it was great. It, I'm telling you, it was so much fun. And what's happened to me, at least, and this is, I can't say this for other people, it's the solo games, the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night game. I'm half interested. I'm interested, but oh. unless the game is frenetic, I'm not watching because I, my attention span is so small right now. I need the flip, 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 flip. It's brilliant. No, and, and we've been lucky so far. I think that uh, at least a few of these primetime games have been, uh, I'd say, mostly compelling. But uh, yeah, relative to what you get in that 1 p.m. Uh, red zone time slot, and even the 4 p.m.s, uh, with that many games, you're kind of expecting at least one to be somewhat meaningful. But uh, yeah, no, we, we, we've been lucky so far. Uh, normally in sports betting, we, we would say this is what we'd expect regression to occur and have a bunch of blowouts and sleepy Sunday games. But uh, no, I'm, I'm going to choose to stay positive and think that these games are going to continue to be good. All right. We've been neglecting the, uh, the college football world uh, and we will college. do so no more. There's some great matchups this week, uh, including uh, in the ACC, you know, that's my conference, you know, my, my three and O Syracuse orange are, are they're three and O after they beat a big 10 school for the first time since I was a, a college student. Um, uh, you know, and I, I applaud you for giving me the praise uh, for, for that Syracuse comeback. That was nuts. And I want to give a shout out to Brian Custer, uh, a former co- coworker of mine. He called that game for ESPN Oh my goodness, it was so good. Uh the, the the dome was rocking, whatever they call that place, the JMA wireless dome. It's not the carrier dome anymore, but uh that was fun. And it, Syracuse football has not been fun in a long time. But uh there are the top of the table uh, in the ACC, and that is the Clemson Tigers taking on the equally 3 and 0 and impressive Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Yeah, you know what? It's 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 tough to give college uh you know the proper uh, the proper due that it deserves, but because it's, it's so much on a Saturday, Seth. There was uh, you know the great Syracuse win. There was uh, you know Notre Dame finally getting off the Schneid. Uh, for those who care about such things, uh, Appalachian State had a hail mary uh, to beat Troy from fifty yards out. You know those are two teams that we don't normally talk about too much, but the Sun Belt is the fun belt, and uh, we salute it accordingly when it is entertaining. Uh, it, it's uh, it's really tough to sift through all the greatness of college football on a Saturday, but boy, do we have a few this week. And you nailed it right out of the gate with this uh, surprisingly half-decent Wake Forest team and maybe a Clemson team that's starting to come back down to earth a little bit. This is five. This is number 21. And the Clemson Tigers are only a seven and a half point uh, road favorite in this one. Uh, and they are taking about 80% of all bets. The over-under is currently sitting at 55 and a half at Bavada. And uh, yeah, this is probably the most vulnerable Clemson has looked in the ACC in at least uh, three, four years. So, uh, you know, Wake Forest, if they want to take, uh, you know, another step forward, this is a great opportunity at home to do so. Only plus 235 on that money line. Syracuse, by the way, plays Virginia and they're a 10 point, 10 point favorite on a Friday night. How about that? Huh? Oh, oh, 10 oh, point baby. favorite. Fridays are the only day that I take off. But uh, that night, I might uh, convince the missus to watch that game because I think that should be televised somewhere. Syracuse, Virginia, should be like, who are you? 
I don't even recognize you anymore. Uh, well, she like, used to, she used to go to Syracuse games uh, as a kid with her dad uh, at the uh, when it was still the Carrier Dome. When it was the Carrier Dome, named after an air conditioner, and it was always hot in there. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, let's go to the SEC. Good SEC game. Uh, a nightcap on Saturday night: Arkansas and Texas A and M. Um, the Razorbacks are three and zero. Texas A and M's two and one. Yeah, boy, uh, you know, uh, interesting start to the SEC season for a few of these teams. Arkansas had a bit of a scare last week, and uh, Texas A&M, uh, we were just talking about Appalachian State. Uh, they got humbled at home. They paid uh, Appalachian State, I think, $1.5 million, uh, for the privilege of losing to them and having, you know, the vultures start to uh, circle around Jimbo Fisher a little bit. Looking at the game itself, though, uh, uh, Texas A&M is currently a two-point home favorite, so very, very slight one in this 7 o'clock uh, kickoff. We're seeing about 55% of all bets on Arkansas in this one. The over-under is sitting at 49. Action pretty split there. Uh, again, the Aggies, two-point favorites at Bavada. Staying in the SEC, the uh, Florida Gators travel to Tennessee. Tennessee number 11. They are 3-0 and on the season. Uh, the Gators are 2-1. and after an SEC conference loss. Yeah, interesting one here, Seth. Uh, obviously, Tennessee is playing uh, a little bit better than Florida right now. Florida had the uh, tough loss a couple of weeks ago to Kentucky, yep. in which uh, their offense uh, looked pretty dismal. And it hasn't gotten much better last week. They really, they just barely squeaked by South Florida, uh, whereas Tennessee has had a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more of an easy time with their wins. They just came off a 63-6 to win against Akron. Uh, they had an incredible week two matchup against Pitt, a uh, really good back and forth matchup. So uh, it's no surprise here that the uh, volunteers are as big a favorites as they're. They're currently 11 point favorites at Bavada. The over under is sitting at 62 and a half, a little bit more money on Florida, but I think that's name recognition. I think that's, you know, that 20 seed uh, that, or that 20 ranking next to their name that's still. You know, maybe having folks think that they're a little bit better than what they are. Uh, you know, Florida defense is not so bad, but that offense is really a big question mark there. Again, Bulls 11-point favorites. All right, so that's a ton of football. And uh, I think, Patrick, you need to just uh, get one of those chairs that, uh, like, you can you can exercise, you know, sit on one of those 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 big giant balls or something to, uh, to, to uh, not, you know, hurt your hips. You'll be sitting and watching so many, so many football games. You'll, you'll be watching football from about noon Eastern time till about one in the morning. And then you do it all again on Sunday. Oh, later than that. I think uh, some of these games kick off like 10 30, 11 o'clock Eastern oh. now. And then, and then if you're lucky, you get a delay in a game like friggin' Iowa. Iowa, it was, I think it was Iowa, Nevada last week that a two hour delay they didn't finish till 2 30 in the morning. So, that was fun because Iowa football's, you know, it's, it's like watching, you know, paint dry when it's actually in movement. Right. But uh, yeah, 2.30 was fine. I'm just waiting for that perfect sweet spot, Seth, where I finish up a college football day at 2 or 3 in the morning. You know, God help me, it'll be Hawaii playing. And then we've got a 9.30 NFL game in London. Oh, in London. Because um, th those will be coming that's up a couple soon, of weeks uh, away, right? Weeks, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a couple of weeks away. So. I'm getting cozy. I'm uh, not going anywhere. I probably need to get a standing desk or something for my own yeah, circulation. But... That's a good idea. Yeah, but I am uh, I am training for a half marathon, so I'm getting out there and moving because God help me, I would probably be uh, 
literally stuck to this chair otherwise. So uh, that'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. Don't forget, uh, we come out with a new episode each and every Wednesday. Uh, enjoy all the football, both in the college level and the NFL. Uh, and again, the games are so much better than this podcast. You have no idea. We'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, God, I can't even follow that. Thank you.